In this episode, I speak with Jess Hoffman and Julian Rose, two people I know very well. I've had the pleasure of knowing one um, for quite a while now. She's my wife. Uh, she basically is a professional mentor in her role. Um, and Julian is one of her ment mentees who I got to know through his volunteer work with our program. Um, and then later when he became a teacher, I will give them a chance to introduce themselves. Then we'll see what they had to say about mentoring. Jess Hoffman. Um, I've been an assistant director at the honors program at the University of Connecticut for the past 10 years. And as part of my role, I help coordinate the John and Valerie Rowe Health Professions Scholars Program. Um, and that's a program that has, uh, let's see, its first classes of college students started their freshman year in 2005. So that program has been in existence for about 14 years now. And I've been working with the program for um, 10 of those 14 years. So I've had the pleasure of knowing all of the students who have gone through the program thus far. And Julian was one of those students. Okay, so uh, my name is Julian Rose. I am currently at Georgia Tech and Emory University. I'm studying for a PhD in biomedical engineering. Um, I went to University of Connecticut and I was involved in the Rose Scholars program while I was there. So that was uh, 2012 to 2016. Um, and Jess was my academic advisor and the program coordinator um, with the Rose Scholars program. Um, moving from, from UConn, I did Teach for America. So I was teaching seventh and eighth grade science at Jamoki Academy. And I did that for two years. Um, and now I like got into a graduate program. So I'm studying to be a professor and to do research essentially. So that's where I'm at right now. Actually, I wasn't your academic advisor. Are you sure? <laughs> <laughs> we talked yes. a lot about my academics. <laughs> I was not your academic advisor. Interesting. You, you would have had to be in ACEs for me to be your academic advisor. Oh, okay, <laughs> so makes sense. There, there was somebody else playing that role for you. Well, I'm kind of alarmed that I don't know who that was. <laughs> I'm alarmed too. Uh, yeah, I don't know, whatever. <laughs> Fair enough, fair enough. As you can tell from the introductions, it's a very good, strong relationship between Jess and Julian. I realized that their relationship was at a collegiate level, which is different than most of the stuff that I've talked about and I plan on talking about with our podcast. However, there's a lot of truth to what they shared and continue to share in their relationship as a mentor and mentee. And the same skill sets still apply to 
any mentor-mentee relationship, regardless of the age category you're working with or you as a mentor, what your age is, there's a lot of honesty in their discussion that we'll listen to. And I think it's worth noting that <coughs> they will share things and they, they're honest with one another and they have that ability to be honest and vulnerable with one another, even through a Skype call, you know, years after their formal school uh, relationship has ended. And I think it's fantastic. So sit back, listen, um, and we'll see what they have to share with us. relationship between the two of you started then through the Rose Scholarship. Um, yep. uh, you remember Jess uh, more as uh, your academic advisor than your ac- actual academic advisor. <laughs> um, there's obviously an impactful role that she played for you. Looking back now, Julian, how do you feel that relationship impacted you while you were at UConn? Yeah, so I think I think in order to get to the impact, we have to talk about the development of the relationship as well a little bit. Okay. Um, and because of the fact that uh, the Rose Scholars program did have a GPA requirement, like like you had to be in the honors program to be a part of it, um, there was inherently like an ac- academic, almost like monitoring component of it. Mm-hmm. Um the, the fact that Jess took on beyond almost like a monitoring, took on like a role of advising, um, uh, I think spec speaks to, to Jess's character. Um, and just like how much she cares about actually our success and not just like us being in the Rose Scholars program, but us actually graduating and then moving on uh, in our careers as we see fit. Um, and so uh, I think that... that um, the, re- the real impact of, like, having Jess in my life was having someone, like, at UConn who understood the rigor of what I was going through um, and also understood me personally and my learning needs and things like that, like, over time as we discussed them. Because, like, even though my parents, you know, my parents weren't at UConn, they understood me personally, but they didn't understand the rigor of, of my classes at all. And... Um, you know, like some of my uh, like BME more focused, like engineering folks, understood the rigor of the program and they didn't understand um, me personally. And so I think like being involved in Row and specifically having Jess, like she was able to bridge both of both of those things and give me concrete advice and sometimes like kicking me in the butt when I needed it because I definitely needed it. <laughs> um, uh, I think that was like. A, a huge difference maker. Like I don't, I like I don't think if I wasn't in the Rose Guys program, and also if I wasn't like worried about disappointing Jess, I don't think I would have ended up with the GPA that I ended up with. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's fantastic. <laughs> yeah, that's great. Yeah, no, I, I mean I can confidently say that. Um, it it's just because like you know she cares about you, and so like you don't want to let someone down that cares that much about you, kind of thing. Um, so she was like a, a huge motivator in my success, and the fact that, that the fact that I knew that she'd be constantly like checking up on me too. Like mm-hmm. I could always expect if I wanted to go talk to Jess, 
about something that I was going through, she was going to bring up my classes and stuff like that. And I was going to have to explain. And Jess knows when you're lying, too. So you can't even like (laughs) can't even get out of it. Um, So just like having that accountability was really important as well. Super. Uh, Jess, uh, you know, you working with so many students um, in that and you do take a, a real interest in who they are as as individuals um how how does the relationship that you forged forged with with julian um uh impacted you well you know there there are always some students who stand out and students who are just um fun to work with but in some ways um i don't know go i guess kind of outside of the traditional definition of students and you know that are just really interesting to work with and you know they're going to show up in your office unannounced uninvited (laughs) 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 and plop themselves down and tell you some interesting things and give you some interesting challenges and and make you think and you know of course Julian was one of those students it's just been really great to you know be involved in his life since he started as a freshman when he if you if you look at pictures of Julian when he was a freshman he was just a little thing (laughs) and (laughs) (laughs) and now he's you know he's grown and an adult and it's um it's also really great to have kind of like a post-college relationship with a former student because that doesn't always happen. You can have a great relationship with somebody when they're in college, but then a lot happens when somebody is in college. They're just, you know, growing and changing. And those four years are really kind of, in some ways, like an anomaly. And then they'll graduate and they'll find a different life. And in some ways, it's it's like they're a different person. So it's really great to to have some continuity. There have been, you know, several really um, rewarding aspects of working with Julian and, uh, you know, being able to know him this long and, and see what he's doing and achieving. Fantastic. So you mentioned uh, difficulties and stuff that might pop up as you go along. You know, in any mentor-mentee relationship, there's going to be hurdles that have to be overcome, whether it's personal ones for the mentee or personal ones for the mentor. Can you guys speak to a, one or two of these hurdles that you know, you had to overcome uh, as as your relationship progressed, you know, and how did you handle, you know, on both sides, one of these hurdles? I, I, I like kind of immediately thought of something. Um, it wasn't always easy to implement the advice that Jess gives. <laughs> and I guess so that's not a surprise. <laughs> sometimes it would look like visit after visit after visit me having a similar issue and just asking, well, did you try, you know, what we talked about two visits ago <laughs> and like improving your situation. And, and so I like one that, that I had to build uh, accountability within myself to, to not only, not only trust what Jess was saying, but also trust that I could actually follow through. Um, and I think that's like something that a lot of like young adults struggle with. Um, mm-hmm. Uh, actually, like taking concrete discipline step to, steps to improving things. I mean, this was particularly a factor in my academics, but also like other personal issues as well. Um, and 
And also, again, like honesty with your mentors and realizing how that would strengthen the relationship. Mm-hmm. Because when you're, when you're sitting down in Jess's office, it's just you and her. And like, she has, Jess has these like, the podcast listeners don't know this, but she has big eyes that like, <laughs> they analyze you, you know? <laughs> so, you, so you can't really like, I think um, the honesty is what pushed us to be able to get to solutions faster. And if I, the times where I wasn't upfront with you, it felt like it was less useful. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think that was definitely a hurdle to get over, like kind of putting my pride to the side and like letting that mentorship relationship really flourish, like through being authentic with each other. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's an interesting aspect. Yeah. Jess, do you, could you think of uh, any hurdles from your side that you can speak to? I guess sometimes you, you know, one might get a little tired of saying the same thing uh, Mm -hmm. more than once. (laughs) But, you know, the thing about being an advisor is you're giving advice. You're not telling somebody what to do, right? People can, students can take it or leave it. And ultimately, you hope that they take it because you feel like it would be in their best interest but you have to be okay if they don't take it because they have to decide what's in their best interest Mm -hmm. what do you do to keep reminding yourself that they may need to hear this message again and again yeah uh what do i do to remind myself you're like how do you how are you in that when that moment arises where you're like in your head thinking well i I've told Julian this. This is the fourth time he's been in here on this issue. How do I, you know, how do how do I not get frustrated or upset with him, but still express the importance of of this thing that I'm trying to get across? I don't know how it came off to Julian, but I think you have to have a little bit of a sense of humor. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because. Um, you know, otherwise you get, you might get mad or you might get frustrated, mm-hmm. but you know, if you have a good relationship with someone and you're in some ways just kind of sitting there having a chat, you know, you can say, you know, something like now, Julian, I believe we talked about X, Y, Z. And what you can't see is that Julian is smiling. So hopefully, <laughs> hopefully that means that that was, you know, taken yeah. Humorously. So there are times when you need to be serious and you need to kind of say, look, you're not going to achieve your goals if this happens. You know, there are other times where it's it's, it's really a question of choices. Mm-hmm. And again, you could take the advice or not take the advice. Yeah, actually, I had a follow up question to that, if that's OK. Um, sure. I was... So I was thinking about sometimes how I tried to get to the root cause of things. And sometimes the, the actual root causes of, of my issues as like a mentee didn't have clear answers. Um, it was kind of, maybe it was like something I had to decide on myself and it was like a matter of preference or choice. Or maybe it was just like a bigger structural issues that like I, we couldn't really like immediately address. And so I'm just like, I'm curious for you, Jess, what do you like, how did you address things when you didn't have like a clear answer or uh, a clear like concrete piece of advice or next step? Since I work with exploratory students, advising exploratory students, 
I guess there are a fair amount of times where there's not necessarily a right answer. Mm. So, um, and there is a lot of just kind of talking and making suggestions. And I know that can be frustrating for students, but I guess I always kind of throw out options and then recommend that students just do what they can to gather information. I guess I always feel like the more information you have, the better of a decision you can make. But also sometimes I've found that if you just sit there and listen, people will sometimes talk themselves around to discovering things or making decisions. Yeah. And then sometimes it's just, you know, you're, you're a real social activist and even on campus, there were a, a lot of um, issues that were, were very important to you. And sometimes those are just, there is no real answer. And so sometimes those are just things that, that one just wants to talk about. Yeah, yeah. You know, I guess if, if I had a strategy, it would be, you know, gathering information and just listening which are pretty simple things. Yeah, yeah. Really. (laughs) Um, And hopefully it worked for you. I mean, because there are times when, oh, good, I got thumbs up. Um, (laughs) There are times where I really wish I could give somebody an answer. I really wish there was a right answer, but there isn't. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's true. Julian, you've talked a lot about learning things from Jess. What do you think is probably the biggest takeaway from from your relationship when you guys were at UConn together uh, that you feel a big lesson or a big uh, skill or something like that that you learned from working with Jess? Yeah, I think I think something big. Okay, so there's I I think two things pop to my mind. So, So one thing is how incredibly important it is to be thoughtful in your decision making. I think in college and to some extent now too and probably forever a little bit um, I'm very, I can be very impulsive <laughs> and like, not just like with small decisions, like big decisions. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. And so like just sitting down in Jess's office, she really forced me to like slow down and think things through and like, mm-hmm. you know, like really interrogate my intentions and motivations and then like possible consequences, both positive and negative. And now I think I have a reflex of asking myself some of the same questions that I probably would have, that Jess probably would have asked me to help me process things. And so it's just like, now I I think on the whole, not always, but I think on the (laughs) whole I'm making on the average like better decisions um, because of that like thoughtfulness. And then the second thing I think that was important was recognizing when people are relying on you and then like stepping up. So um, I was on the executive board of the Rose Scholars program. I think it was like the first or second class of there even being an executive board. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we were shaping a lot of things. And what that meant eventually was that like, one, other students were relying on us as an executive bo- board. And two, like Jess was relying on us as executive board members 
to fulfill certain duties that were like really important for the future of the program. And as a college kid who's just like, you know, bopping around in different clubs and stuff like that, almost like you take it for granted how like much people can depend on you and what that dependency means. So for example, like if I didn't get something done, it was gonna fall on Jess's desk at the end of the day and she was gonna have more stuff to do. And so like, I think interacting with Jess, it really taught me how to like work on a team and how, and, and, and be more aware of how my actions or like lack of responsibility um, could really affect other people. And then the flip side of that is when you do do something well, or you do fulfill your responsibilities, it can make someone else's life drastically easier. So mm-hmm. when we as an executive board would like make a decision on something or make something happen, and then it was just like off of Jess's plate and she didn't have to worry about it and it went well or something like that. And you just like see how happy she is. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it was just like, wow, like we, we really have the potential to, to improve things um, and, and make people's lives easier. Um, so those are like two ways that like my relationship with Jess specifically has taught me how to operate like moving forward. That's yeah. fantastic. Yeah. Does that sound right, Jess? I feel like that. Uh, well, I mean, you're <laughs> the one who would have learned the lessons, but um, I mean, if those are if those are things you came away with, then I'm thrilled. I'm very happy. Yeah, I, I think you did a great job. So. <laughs> Thank you. You say, Jess, that that's uh, really great lessons that you took away. Was there anything throughout your time working with Julian that you were hoping to impart in specific? Yeah, I, well, I think definitely, you know, the dependability was big. Julian has somehow, I don't know, it seems like he, he's, uh, I, I'm not sure how to say this, but it seems like there have been a lot of times where uh, Julian has been part of my life and uh we've we've talked about you know that there was a goal or there was you know something like that and um it required action you know there were other people who needed to have these things done and so it's it's and i really don't think college college students understand details that much or you know (laughs) (laughs) you know that this is not just for your own happiness like these things need to happen so yeah you know dependability that's a great one personal it kind of goes along with personal responsibility we definitely had conversations about grades Julian is definitely capable of good grades but he has always had a lot going on he's his interests are varied and so you know personal living up to potential and i was really glad that he took some time to do teach for america because he's always had these push-pull interests in engineering and education so i was really happy that he took a risk in exploring that and trying that out because i know that wasn't necessarily what your parents wanted or what your mentor at the health center wanted but i i was happy that you took a little bit of time and explored that avenue so i don't know if that answers the question but yeah i think so i'm proud of them (laughs) that's good so julian you know between your time as as a teacher at jamoki and even before that you you, you've done mentoring and even with the within teach for america i know you were doing mentoring in that do you think there's any aspects of what you learned 
from Jess that you took into your role as a mentor? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I think I think a lot of excellent mentors have really, really great mentors. I think there's definitely like a lineage there. And so I I think I'm I'm lucky to have developed a certain like repertoire of interpersonal skills that I've kind of pulled from my different mentors. Um, from Jess, definitely patience. And uh, like she said earlier, like having a sense of humor, um, not taking myself too seriously as a mentor either, like not feeling like I always have the answers and things like that, because that doesn't really create like a balanced relationship if you have that attitude. And also, I think I think especially probably accepting the fact that you're growing alongside your mentee. You're not going to be set in your ways and they're going to be pushing you to think differently about different things, too. And letting your mentee know that they do have that, like, not power, but like ability to affect you is, I think, a vulnerable thing. But that vulnerability can make a world of difference in terms of your relationship. So I was teaching. Yeah, I was teaching uh, seventh and eighth grade students and. I, I was I was only like eight years older than them. I wasn't that much older than them, but I was old enough where they could have seen like an unbalanced power dynamic. Um, but I let them know early and often that look like I'm learning as an educator and as a person. So are you, and so like we're gonna we're gonna kind of navigate this relationship together. And I think that's something that Jess always communicated. It was I never felt like Jess felt as though she was an expert on life and was gonna like be here to like tell me things that I shouldn't, shouldn't do. You know, she literally never had that attitude. And I like always appreciated that. And I think it made me feel more comfortable opening up about my shortcomings and stuff like that. And so I think that's why with my students, a lot of times they were, they would come to me first to tell me something that they did wrong. Like they, they weren't, they didn't even feel like they were talking to like a teacher and they were going to get in trouble or something. Mm -hmm. They would literally come up to me and admit it. And then we'd like talk about their decision-making and nine times out of ten, I'd have to end up telling, like, the dean about it anyway. <laughs> but um, I think it was really important to me that they felt comfortable in doing that. Um, and I think being vulnerable with them, uh, like Jess modeled for, like, all those years was, like, really, really important. And um, me, like, me internalizing that kind of strategy as well. Super. Yeah. Um, let's see. What did uh, being a mentor or being a mentee mean to each of you? I mean, what what has that meant to you personally, whether it's within the relationship between the two of you or just in general? Well, for me, uh, to be honest, I, I've never really felt like I've had a mentor, but being considered a mentor is very fulfilling and rewarding. I mean, one of the reasons that I have this job is because I, you know, I'm hoping that I'm making an impact and, you know, to quote all my students who say that they want to help people, which is so lovely, lovely, <laughs> uh, you know, ambiguous and vague and what does that really mean? But um, at the end of the day, you like to feel like you're making a difference mm -hmm. and that's important to me so yeah it's it's very rewarding and then you know just seeing people succeed is fantastic and and you know thinking that 
I might have had a, a small role in Julian Rose PhD is pretty cool. <laughs> nice. Not a small role, a big role. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, so I'm gonna I'll speak selfishly first, and then I'll talk about like you know more I guess broad based things. But okay. I think I think selfishly I've I've since I was younger I remember thinking about um, just like the un- idea of longevity and legacy kind of thing, like wanting to have an impact on the world and these like you know like kind of. Um, amorphous ideas about impacts uh but i think at the root of it is kind of a fear of being forgotten or like a fear of not like there's nothing lasting after you leave so that's why i'm thinking about legacy and i think in mentoring you can you can like spur a change in someone that lasts for their entire lifetime like beyond when you're gone uh, and then like that, that can like be then passed on. And so when I think about longevity and I think about what I want to do with my entire life, I think selfishly, I'd want to make it so that I actually have a lasting legacy. Um, and, if, and, and hopefully that legacy is just surrounded around like making sure that people are better than when they, than when like maybe they came into my life in some way. And I think if you like, you can improve people and everyone's kind of working toward that goal and the world in general, like we're going to have a lot more better people. Um, and that, and that also involves my improvement as well. Um, and, and, and so like, I think like separated from that, like selfish, like kind of fear of like not having any legacy and stuff like that. I think I was really lucky to have many mentors, uh, throughout, like literally from being very young to now and probably will continue. Um, and the, my, I think my mentors are the single like greatest difference between making it to Georgia Tech and Emory to do my PhD and being a, a mostly good person and things like that. And then, <laughs> and then like not having those opportunities. And I think a lot of times like, and part of the reason I wanted to teach for America is like the difference is literally just having someone in your life that's going to push you. Mm-hmm. And so um, recognizing that like that was a difference for me, I would want to make sure more people have access to the opportunities to feel fulfilled in their life and, and get the careers they want to and kind of become the person that they want to be. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and given the fact that I've gone through a certain number of years and I've gone through certain specific experiences, I'm uniquely poised to make that impact on someone else and and grant them certain like opportunities and access and wisdom so that they don't have to make similar mistakes and things mm-hmm. like that. So it's just like this concept of like lifting as you climb um, that was imparted on me by a mentor. Um, and I just believe it's like really, really necessary in order for like people in general to get where they, they want to be. Um, so that's kind of like why I continue to like be so invested in the idea of mentorship julian's way more articulate than i am i second everything he said (laughs) it sounded so great coming out of your mouth that's what i meant to say i'm also just more verbose so i'll use like 10 times more words (laughs) well i think joe briety would be proud of you oh joe your thoughts on leadership and legacy Oh, Joe. I miss Joe so much. <laughs> <laughs> well, I want to thank you each uh, for, for taking the time out to, to do this. Uh, I, th- I think that 
you both do amazing work and I hope that you both continue to, to do what you do. I know I have had the fortune of seeing, uh, honestly, I, I'm in a unique situation where I've gotten to see both of the uh, impact of, that both of you can have as mentors. And I think it's, it's amazing. And that's the spirit of why I'm doing the podcast is to encourage more people to get out there and do those things. And like you said, Julian, go out there to improve the world by improving the people around us. And, uh, and I, I definitely agree with the thought that you'd stated earlier that you always want to try to leave a person's life a bit brighter once they've entered your life. And that's definitely the spirit of what I'm trying to capture with this podcast. So, uh, thank you both, uh, for all you do and that you'll continue to do. Yeah, thank you. I, I I think this the idea for the podcast is great, and it's it's important to not only think about mentorship, but how we're going to improve upon current models of mentorship, um, and make sure that we're supporting each other as mentees and as mentors. So thank you for like inviting me to do this as well, um, and I, I I like dearly miss you both. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I hope the next time I'm in Connecticut, I can see you as well. Uh, yeah, definitely. Let us know when you're up this way. So. Well, and my life is definitely better for, you know, having Julian in it. And, you know, any, that's one of the benefits of mentoring, right? That's right. It absolutely. Makes your life richer. Absolutely. So thank you for all your kind words, Julian. Thank you, Jess. <laughs> <laughs> As you can hear, their relationship is still going strong, and they definitely had a lot of great impacts on one another. And that's what this mentoring is all about, is bringing out the best in one another, using the skills we have to help those that are learning the skills, and to learn a little bit about ourselves as we go along. Um, I don't want to spend too much time uh, talking about it other than just think about the relationships you have and what you can do to strengthen one another uh, as, as you work together. And keep doing the work that you do. It's important and it helps the world be a better place.